0: Travelers, and welcome once again to the Before and After Show. As always, I'm your co-host, MJ Smith.
1: And I'm your other co-host, Ryan Buell. Ryan,
0: welcome back, sir! I'm back from the dead, but I sound like death. Yes, Ryan's getting over a cold, so if you hear uh, some uh, Hacking, coughing, lung butter... (laughs) some deep dulcet tones (laughs) coming from him i notice his voice is about an octave deeper uh today
1: i could do a sam jackson
0: yeah it's like the that episode of friends where phoebe gets sick and she's got a sexy voice when she sings that's what it's like now get
1: busy living or get busy
0: dying (laughs) um yeah, so welcome. Uh, it's been a few weeks because yes. uh, Ryan took a backseat to let uh, Hannah and Alicia drive the podcast while we talked about Fantastic Beasts. And that was a really good conversation and it was great, but we're also glad to have Ryan back. And uh, we're going to sprint towards the end of the year. Um, we have kind of a gap in the schedule. There's not much opening this weekend. So we decided to kind of circle back around to a movie we would like to talk about. Um mm-hmm. And, or we wanted to talk about when it came out, but we just didn't really have anywhere to fit it in the schedule. So uh, we're going to be tackling the Mel Gibson movie uh, Bloodfather, mm. which is not a Mel Gibson-directed film. It's a Mel Gibson-starring film. Um, and we'll talk about that in a second, but uh, what have you been watching in the interim? Oh, good golly. How many weeks has it been?
1: Like three. It's like three weeks, yeah. so that's, that's a lot to get caught up on. Um, Movie-wise? Oh, good golly. I can't remember any of them. Uh, I did. I was really excited. I got to go see uh, in theaters uh, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, do Hamlet. Oh Father yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was that was amazing. He did an amazing performance. That guy, that guy is a great actor. Um, got to. So yeah, that was two weeks ago. I got to take my wife to go see that. Um, what else? I'm watching a lot of TV shows. Okay. Um I went through last week I went through all 5 seasons of Last Man Standing the new Tim Allen Oh yeah comedy. my parents are super into that. Um I love that show. It's so good. It's so funny to see him kind of back in uh, you know
0: hardware store uh, Well sporting yeah, goods store.
1: Sporting goods store, you know it's 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 like the character uh oh good golly. What was his name? Tim Taylor. Know. Tim Taylor, that's right. Um it's it, he's kind of like Tim Taylor but he's more intelligent. Um, so yeah, I got to watch all five uh, seasons of that, which is really good, a lot of fun. Highly recommend it. And right now, I'm going through Mash.
0: Oh uh, man, with my wife. Oh, Mash I, is so good.
1: That's a lot of fun. I love. Uh, who's the guy that plays Hawkeye?
0: Uh, is that Alan Alda? I
1: think he's great. But I, he's he he's pretty much the heart and soul of that show. Yeah. Um, but that's that's been a lot of fun to go through. Um, anything else I've been watching? Good golly. Um, I'm trying to think of like movies I feel like I watched something on Netflix last week that was a movie and it was good mm-hmm. but until then yes yeah, so Alan, <laughs> Alan, <laughs> Alan
0: Alda is the one who plays okay. uh, I love Alan Alda <clears throat> man I love good. Alan Alda we've been going through 30 Rock and he plays Jack's long lost dad yes
1: oh man my voice is so deep <laughs> I just heard it um, but yeah, that's that's what I can think of. I can, if I can remember the other movie, I'll, I'll chime in. But how about you? I'm sure you've watched like 80,000 movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw kind of a lot of stuff. Um, it was a big week, a uh, big couple weeks. Uh, so I saw, um, well, rewatched. This is 100% Hannah Tindall's fault for bringing <laughs> this up because this is one of the ones she watched and made me want to watch it. Uh, I rewatched 10 Things I Hate About You because yes! I love that movie. Oh my gosh. That's the movie I was going to... I remembered. What's <laughs> that? Why is everyone watching 10 Things I Hate About You? Because it's amazing. I love that movie. Did you movie. watch it on
1: Netflix? Yeah. Yep. That's where I went. Oh my gosh. That's just where she other...
0: watched it. She was like, I just watched it on Netflix and I was like, man, I love that movie. It's so good. It is really good, man. Like, I
1: th- When I put it on, I just thought, okay, time and maturity will make me think, oh, this is a stupid teen... That's actually a really intelligently made movie. (laughs) It's great. And
0: Heath Ledger is
1: legendary. He's
0: so great in that movie.
1: My favorite line is where he goes up to try and pick her up again, and he's leaning up against the car, and there's some kind of an exchange. And my favorite line is, (laughs) Yes, but I'm sure you've thought about me naked. And just the smile at his face. You're like, oh, dude, you are. You're Fonzie.
0: I love the scene where he uses the butterfly knife on the damn frog and then tries to light a cigarette on a Bunsen burner in the middle of their science class. Oh, man. Uh,
1: it's so ama- funny. Well, it's so intelligent. Um, and in that also, you know, it's a modern telling of the Taming of the Shrew. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think they even squeeze some of the dialogue.
0: Oh yeah, from the play in the movie. Yeah, for sure. And it's just it's well done.
1: Yeah, it's really well done. And the music just takes me back to the nineties. Oh, oh my oh, goodness! Good when,
0: so I put on Facebook that we were watching it, and the, my post just said in all caps: "This movie starts with a remix of One Week."
1: Mm-hmm. One week since you looked at me. But
0: it's a remix. Who? Rem- that song why <clears throat> yep um, so that led into Netflix saying, because you watched 10 things I had about you, just, just watch these things that are mm-hmm. basically unrelated. And so I ended up watching Mean Girls for the first time. <laughs> I've never, I've seen, never seen it.
1: It's interesting, actually.
0: Uh, Fight Club for White Girls. Yep. That's all it is. It's Fight Club for White Girls, it very much meaning is. the types of white girls that are super into, fun, into Mean Girls have no idea what Mean Girls is about. <laughs> because it's definitely making fun of the white girls that i see on my facebook who are super into that movie and they yeah. don't even realize it yeah uh isn't
1: tina Fey like a producer on she's it? the writer she's she the wrote writer. it yeah she that wrote makes it sense.
0: um tim meadows rules in that movie as the principal he's so yeah. great um there's some really hilarious jokes and there's some really like effed up dark jokes in that movie and i was like kind of into it <laughs> it kind of reminded me of that movie drop dead gorgeous yeah uh um, oh, I like that movie. I like that movie a lot. Uh where it's just some stuff happens where you're like, How mm. the heck did they get away with this?
1: My favorite line in Dr. Warters is when all the moms are in the car and they're talking to the interviewers and the one chick who she was in like not chick, the one lady, pardon me. <laughs> she was in like Austin Powers and mm. she's not she's Oh yeah, not Heather Graham. Yeah. But she gives the line about, you know, that's why we use grape
0: juice for the blood of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but just the cadence uh um but meme girls i was surprised it, it was it's one of the, it, it is the biggest offender of this thing that i hate but you can't get around and that's people who are way too old to be in high school playing high school students yeah like i was looking at that because it's got like rachel mcadams and stuff in it yep. man <laughs> and she looks like she's 39 like yeah yep, yep. Um. So I mean, it's it's the same reason I can't buy uh, it, I can't fully buy into George from It's a Wonderful Life because he's supposed like he was thirty seven when he Jimmy Stewart was thirty seven when they made that movie and he's like just came back from college. It's like what what? Um, <laughs> not buying it. So yeah, I watched that for the first time. I actually really enjoyed it. uh There's a baby Lizzie Kaplan in this movie. And I didn't know that. And I love Lizzie Kaplan so much. She's the one who plays the friend that gets her to infiltrate the plastics. But she's in. Oh yeah. She's in Hot Tub Time Machine, yeah. and she's in Cloverfield.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, she's also. I think she did uh, one of the Marvel <clears throat> shorts. Oh really? I think so. If it's the same... She's She plays kind of like the goth girl, right? Mm-hmm. In Mean Girls? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's in the... It's the, the short that's like right after uh, the very first Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Her and this other guy find one of the Chitari weapons, and they get pulled in the shield and all that stuff. But she was oh. part of that, and she's uh, she's in a TV series right now with... Is it Martin Sheen? Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. Yeah,
0: Masters of Sex. Yeah. That's the one that she's on right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like her. And yeah. so it was cool to see like a like a tiny version of her. Yeah. Um, but it's hilarious cuz just 4 years later she was in Cloverfield. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Um So that's kind of what I saw at home. Um uh and then in theaters this week I saw Arrival. Uh the Amy Adams Jeremy Renner the Denevi and Nueva movie. Um, um didn't like it. And
1: uh yeah, yeah, I was right.
0: Uh I put on Facebook that there's nothing quote wrong with it, but I didn't like it. It's fine, I guess. I don't know. Like I d- I don't feel anything about that movie. Yeah. Which is one of the worst criticisms you could have about it. Like
1: to me it just it it didn't look interesting at all. And also to me it just was a little too soon for that because it felt like cuz she had just done Man of Steel. Mm. Which to me, this movie felt like a serious version of that, you know, like she's yeah. discovering an alien. You know, it's obviously different, but just it gave me that same kind of like, didn't you just do this in Superman? Like the 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 role seemed a little.
0: Yeah, it's different. It's different enough. Yeah. Um, it just. So here's the thing. The the whole movie hinges on this big twist, I guess. Uh, people keep talking about it like a twist, but I saw that crap coming from a mile away, and I never see that crap coming. So,
1: spoiler alert, what's the twist?
0: Uh, spoiler, 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 spoilers, 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 spoilers. Super spoiler. huge spoilers. Yeah. Uh, I am going to spoil Arrival right now, so if you haven't seen it and you're worried about that, you know what to do. Yeah. Um. Th- So the plot of the movie is that her daughter dies and then the aliens show up Mm -hmm. and uh, she's trying... She's a linguist who's trying to figure out how to communicate with the aliens. The twist is that her daughter hasn't died yet. um, And that the flashbacks we're seeing are actually flash forwards because when she connects with the aliens through their language she gains the ability to see time the way they see time, which mm-hmm. is as a circle. So they're able to see past, present, and future all at the same time. Mm-hmm. But it's never clear whether or not they can change those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the big thematic hinge point is if you knew your daughter was going to die of cancer at 15, 16, well, she dies as a teenager. Mm-hmm. If you knew, would you still have her? That's the, you know, if if you had foreknowledge of something terrible happening to someone you loved, would you make that someone you loved? Mm-hmm. That's the big thematic thing. That's the big twist that you find out is that she's able to, she knows that her daughter is going to die. Okay. Um, she ultimately ends up having her daughter. Um, she gets married to Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner um, gets her pregnant. And then she says, hey, I know this about our daughter and I'm going to have her anyway. Jeremy Renner gets mad and leaves uh, because he thinks she's making the wrong choice. And that's kind of where it ends up. Like, he ends up leaving her because he also knows. Mm -hmm. And uh, she has the daughter anyway and then the daughter dies of cancer.
1: Okay. Yep. Sounds boring.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, a lot of people are trying to make it, I think, more of it than... Than really it is like people are trying to rally it as like a super pro-life movie
1: i mean i guess i could see it but
0: <sighs> it's not like it doesn't have anything to say politically really like it doesn't have anything to say that's the thing is people i think people are projecting on it what they want to mm-hmm. um i don't know it just people are, are like oh the movie wrecked me and i'm like mm, it's the thing is it doesn't make me care enough about the relationship with the daughter. Yeah. I don't care. And I don't care about Amy Adams because none of these characters are characters. They're bullet points that became characters. Mm. Like, it feels like someone outlined characters and then forgot to circle back around to that part of the script. Mm. So, it's just like, here's Amy Adams. She does the language. Here's Jeremy Renner. He does the science. Here's Forrest Whitaker. He does the military. Like, they're all defined by their jobs. But they're not characters outside of that. Like, I don't know what makes them tick.
1: So they didn't the movie didn't give you time to get to know them like in the simple activities mm-hmm. or any kind of just conversational things mm-hmm. so just, uh, i well it did, I mean it still sounds boring either way but, yeah
0: it wasn't I didn't like it yeah um and then I saw milana
1: good bad I
0: loved that movie nice so much, I loved everything about that movie. Y'all are sleeping on Moana, Um, which is weird because it made like $83 million. But I feel like people are reacting properly to it because it's great. It's so great. And people are like, it's predictable. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with a movie being predictable if it's well told? Nothing. Literally nothing. Um, It just, I feel like a lot of the criticisms I've seen are really misplaced because the movie's incredibly well made incredibly well told story the soundtrack is great i loved this movie i was so charmed and entertained by everything in this movie Mm um i ended up seeing it by myself because i thought we were going to do a youtube show on it and i came back to my wife and i was like just let me know when you want to go see it again like i i want to go see it again (laughs) uh the rock is great um whoever the girl who plays milana is is really good yeah she
1: was a she's not an actor. This is the first movie mm-hmm. she's ever done mm-hmm.
0: um, I just thought that the world that they created was completely fully realized. Mm. you know, I just thought that that they did their homework on the cultures they're portraying because it's kind of an amalgam of Um, Like Hawaiian culture? Like Hawaiian, just kind of South Pacific, because there's a little bit of, like, Aboriginal and New Zealand culture. Not Aboriginal, but, like, New Zealand, like... um, Yeah. Oh, gosh. Whatever the New Zealand people... Maori? Okay. uh, A little bit of that kind of mythos in there. Okay. um, Because Maui is a god in all of those cultures okay Okay. um so he he is kind of an amalgamation of all the legends of all those cultures so they did a really good job i think portraying every single culture that ascribes to having maui in their um pantheon in their pantheon i think uh, there's a little bit of all of them in there and i appreciated that and it just it really fleshed out the world really well um there's one joke that i absolutely hated but it's super throwaway it doesn't matter it just felt really out of place in a dizzy movie mm. um it felt like it's not even like a crass joke or a mean joke it's just stupid like it feel it feels like it would be more at home in one of those crappy kids movies like a trolls or something
1: yeah
0: um but that was like my only major complaint like i thought the movie was perfectly well paced i thought every scene i thought there was a really good momentum to it i thought every scene got moved forward um or moved the the plot along um Mm. but i also felt like i got ample time with the characters to figure out who they were what their motivations were what made them tick what made them want to do this i thought the resolution of the movie was great um what they did with the villain was really cool Jermaine Clement's song As a Giant Crab is (laughs) amazing. Uh, It's so great. Um, You know, most of the songs, if not all of the songs, were written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who... Your mother's back there. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is uh, famous for Hamilton, which I'm obviously also obsessed with, so it makes sense that I would like these things too. Um, But man, that shiny song that Jermaine Clement does is so great. It's a David Bowie tribute. Oh man! And it's really good. And then seeing it in the movie is amazing. Sweet. He plays a giant crab that hoards treasure. <laughs> it's sweet. Uh, I I really really like that movie. Yeah, I, like. I need
1: to go see that one at some point. That's on my that's on my radar. See it big. Yeah, it, it big. looks
0: great. The animation <clears throat> is out of this world like that's
1: the from the reviews i've seen that's like one of the top things like disney has upped their game oh my gosh
0: yeah it was one it's my favorite thing disney's done in a long time um and i feel like i feel like i say that about kind of every disney movie that's been coming out lately like i feel like they've been out pixar and pixar uh like this movie's head and shoulders above finding dory i felt like Mm -hmm. uh But a couple years ago, I really liked um, Big Hero 6. Uh, I thought that movie was great. Uh, For as overplayed as it is, I think Frozen's a good movie. I don't like Tangled so much. But I feel like each one, since kind of that... Kind of building up. Yeah, has been better. Like, I didn't like Tangled that much, which is a little bit of an unpopular opinion. I thought Mm. Frozen was actually pretty good for as overplayed as it was, But especially by the time I got around to it. um, Like, the fact that I could even enjoy that movie a little bit by the time I got around to it. I think speaks to the quality of that movie you just gotta let it go man (laughs) (laughs) um and then i loved i absolutely loved big hero six i loved wreck it ralph um and then like this might be even above those like i really really loved milana it just feels like a classic disney movie you know
1: yeah
0: um yeah go go see milana it's really really good um and so what if it's predictable like yeah it's well done.
1: Like, I mean, like most fairy tales, or I mean, there's so, so yeah. much bad in the world. It's nice to have a movie and be like, I know this is gonna end. Yeah, uh, and it's a well told, like you said, well told story. Yeah, well told story. I mean, yeah. I mean,
0: itself. here's the thing: the most predictable series finale in TV history, Breaking Bad. It's also one of the best. Like you know, like you know where that mo- that show is gonna go for the last episode from the beginning of it. Yeah, and just watching it play out is great because the last 63 episodes you've gotten a chance to spend for these char- spend with these characters and it makes sense. Like, it's a logical closure point for all of them. Yeah. And, I don't know. I think, like, to sound like the Full House theme song for a little bit, I feel like predictability is a little underrated. Yeah. Um, because look what happened when we tried to blow everyone's minds with Lost. Everyone was pissed. Because <laughs> it didn't make any sense. Yeah. Mm. So, I don't know. Um, go see Moana, it's great. Uh, yeah, that's all I watched this week. Sweet. Um, yeah, we're gonna take a short break and then we're gonna come back and talk about uh, Bloodfather. I don't think there's a before and after show film school this week, we'll see. Um, uh-huh. so you might hear before and after show film school, if not, uh, you will hear us talk about Bloodfather. So we'll be right back. Yeah. here to talk about blood father starring mel gibson and the reason we're talking about that is because i can't name a single movie opening this weekend
1: <laughs> me either
0: uh, um so yeah this is a movie that came out uh this year it came out in 2016 a few months ago it was kind of direct to vod um and it opened in select theaters it's a you know an indie action movie mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's something that we would like to talk about but didn't really have a spot on our schedule until now to talk about it so here we are yeah. um it's a movie that's <clears throat> directed by some french guy whose name i don't remember now even though i looked him up oui oui uh jean-francois richet who uh the only other movie i recognize of his is the remake of Assault on Pro- Precinct Thirteen from ten years ago, mm. um, starring Lawrence Fishburne and uh, Ethan Hawke? Mm. Um, so yeah, it's kind of an indie uh, action thriller. Like I said, starring Mel Gibson as um, an ex-criminal who is reunited with his daughter, and his daughter is being chased by some unsavory types. Mm-hmm. And his daughter and him have a strained-at-best relationship, uh, from what I've gathered, and he's got to kill all the people trying to kill his daughter. <laughs>
1: Them's the plots. Yep. As far
0: as... I mean, unless you have anything else to add a bit to it, I think that's what as it's... As far about. as
1: I know, that's the plot. But for me, that's all you need for a good Mel Gibson movie. Sounds
0: right down the middle like a Mel Gibson movie. Yeah, it
1: almost... it's It's... I mean, that's kind of the Mel Gibson bread and butter. Yeah. Is he gets pissed, he gets revenge. Yeah. But the thing, even though that's very formulaic, the dude is really good at the formula. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I loved his movie that came out a couple of years ago. Um, I think it's called Into Darkness. Edge of Darkness. Edge of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty much the same thing, but a little bit more political. Yeah, you know, the yeah. The daughter was involved with the company, and the company was somehow dealing with uh, some radioactive, radioactive material. They poison her, he goes after the company, you know That's right, that's right. We saw that together, I think. I think we did in theaters. Mm -hmm. Um Um but Mel Gibson but that movie, even though yeah, it's it's the same kind of thing, Mel Gibson brings I know I say this word a lot, but it brings pathos to it. He brings emotion to it. Mm -hmm. Like like the little scenes in, in Edge of Darkness, I don't wanna steal away from Bloodfather too much, but like Edge of Darkness, the little moments of him like grieving for the loss of his daughter, like my favorite scene in that whole movie is where his daughter's she collapsed and died ambulance came took her away he's in the bathroom and he's kind of cleaning himself up cleaning the blood off of his hands and there's no dialogue but just like the emotion he conveys of like this is my daughter's blood and he actually takes a a towel and sops up the blood and puts it in a little jar Hmm. like just that, that thing of like this this is my daughter's blood it's precious and i'm washing it off my hands like Nothing was said. Right. But it just conveyed so much of what he's feeling. And that's Mel Gibson... That's what he does. He just goes for the emotion and it's honest.
0: Yeah, I think that's... uh, You know, I I think that's... That is his bread and butter. And I think... As much as... You know... Mel Gibson had a very kind of public fall from grace... uh, because of his struggles with addiction and uh, kind of the paths that led his mind down. (laughs) Um, And uh, we can talk about that in a second, but that left kind of a gap. Uh, There was a little bit of a power void to be filled for pissed off old dudes avenging their family members that Liam Neeson tried to fill. (laughs) And I love Taken. I love that first Taken movie. It's great. But, But I think that's the big thing that he was missing is there's no honesty to Liam Neeson's angry old guys, avenging family members. Um, I do think that the reason there's so much honesty in Mel Gibson's is because he's kind of an angry old guy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, the guy has some (laughs) demons that he wrestles with kind of publicly and I think he's able to channel that into some magic on screen. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, in in his personal, his kind of more public than probably should be personal life, yeah. Uh, they've led to some disruptive places. Um, but I do think that the guy wears his heart on his sleeve, mm-hmm. no matter what, uh, for better or for worse. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen Hacksaw Ridge this year.
1: No, it's still on my still on my radar.
0: You I know the. It the thing about that movie is it's crazy violent but crazy sentimental and earnest and honest and it's not at odds with itself because it's a mel gibson movie um you know i think the only other person who could have made that movie that way is steven spielberg uh and yeah um I think he already did. And it was called Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cause that movie is crazy honest, but it's crazy violent. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the two sides to Mel Gibson, right? Is like kind of angry and violent, but also very, um, very honest, very wanting to find the beauty in things. Uh, one of the corniest scenes in, of the whole year is in hacksaw ridge uh andrew garfield's character is walking to meet the love of his life that he had just met the day before and he sees a bird feather in the field and he picks up the bird feather and he whistles the bird song and the bird whistles its song back and he turns him into male snow white immediately just for like 10 seconds of the movie and i was like that is so cheeseball (laughs) it's ridiculous (laughs) but uh also mel gibson like loves it and you can tell yeah and i was like that's super weird because then in the last half of the like the back half of the movie so much guts yeah all of all of the guts (laughs) um everywhere so you know and mel gibson is your favorite actor of all time
1: he is my absolute favorite
0: um is he your favorite director of all time too probably yeah
1: yeah i really i i don't really have a particular favorite but if i if you were to pin me down i'd say mel gibson's my favorite yeah um and he's only made, what, four or five films?
0: Yeah, Braveheart, Passion, Apocalypto, and Hacksaw Ridge.
1: Yeah. Um, but honest, I can honestly say I've loved all of them. And I, um...
0: Did you love Apocalypto? Yeah, I thought it was a good movie. I need to give that one another shot.
1: Um, wait, which one's Apocalypto?
0: The, uh... I feel like a liar
1: now that I'm asking. The Mayan one? Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, okay. I'm I apologize. I didn't mean to lie. Um that's the one yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, his follow
0: up to Passion of the Christ. he like it was also done in dead languages.
1: Okay. And it was kind of a weird choice I've heard.
0: It's uh I don't like it. People really like it.
1: Okay. I need to see the one. Um but no, I um he'd be my favorite director, but as just the actor um, cuz as, as i mention mentioned a lot on this podcast i love uh actors that kind of can bring out that emotion and can do it really well and mel gibson does that in spades um i love the lethal lethal <laughs> little,
0: uh, oh, yeah Might as well, oh we're the switching stations on ryan <laughs> <We're
1: at> <laughs> telamondo um, <laughs> that was bad anyways uh, i love um I've lost it. Pick it up. I'm Um,
0: sorry. I really... I like Mel Gibson. Um, I I think a lot of other people are bigger fans of him than I am. Yourself included, obviously. Uh, I'm on record as not liking Braveheart, but I'm also on record as needing to give Braveheart another shot. Because I don't think I paid that much attention to it. I would Um, would do it. I really love him in Signs. Mm. Uh, I think he's great in that movie. Yeah. And I think when he portrays men of faith that are conflicted is kind of when he's at his best. Mm -hmm. Um, And not just faith in in God, necessarily. He does play a priest in that movie, and he's very public about his uh, Catholic beliefs. But I don't know if you saw a movie called The Beaver that Jodie Foster directed Um, him in. I heard of it, and I really want to see it, but I haven't. He's a man who has a lot of faith in his family. And that gets taken away and he can't handle it. Uh, and so that's a that's kind of a recurring theme for him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an okay movie. Uh, he's really hilarious in it, but also really kind of sad in it. That was, you know, he's had these kind of try to come back movies uh, since his, you know, his very public um, uh, displays of, of, you know, what people would call bigotry. Um, drunken. Mm-hmm. Bigotry, but yeah. bigotry nonetheless. Yeah. Um, and A flawed
1: man who has his dirty laundry yes. exposed to everybody. Yes. I mean, no one is perfect, but it's just is a little bit harder for actors because you're always in the limelight. Yes. Everything you do is public knowledge. Yes. So um, doesn't, not an excuse for him, but...
0: Right, right. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he said what he said, and he should be held accountable for yeah. it. But at the same time, you know, I think... I think you should be able to give him a second chance, you know. Yeah,
1: I mean I th- Robert Downey Jr.
0: Yeah, good heavens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it took him a long time to recover from that. Yeah. Uh, and... Took like
1: a whole movie franchise. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, look at the movie he did before that, which is an amazing movie mm-hmm. that nobody saw until after Iron Man, yeah. except for a few of us. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yeah, the movie's incredible. It's no one gave incredible. a crap about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> and. You know, so he had The Beaver, which his friend Jodie Foster directed him in. Um, they're really good friends, actually. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, I think he produced that movie that she was in, The Brave One. Mm. Uh, which is kind of a lady-driven, Mel Gibson, you killed my family, I'm gonna kill you back, Jack. Yeah. Uh, type of movie. Um, he was in a movie called Get the Gringo, which I haven't seen, but I've heard it's like crazy violent. Yeah. Um... He was in The Expendables 3, which I've heard he's great in. He's the
1: best part of that
0: movie. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Like, he's like, Uh, everyone else is like, oh, you
1: all are phoning it in. Because that's what real acting, Mel Gibson shows me what real acting looks like. Oh. uh,
0: He's in. He's in, and I loved him in this movie. Oh. (laughs) Machete Kills. The sequel to Machete that no one asked for. uh, But we got anyway. He plays the villain in that movie that is a psychic for some reason. And then he goes into space with Machete at the end of the movie. Uh, he's great in that movie. And yeah. so I think, I think we're on the upswing of a Mel Gibson comeback. Um, yeah. He's got Hacksaw Ridge, which has been pretty warmly received this year. Um, especially for directing. I think the battle sequences in that movie are unmatched this year. I think he might get a nomination for best director. Mm um and this movie Bloodfather, it seems like people are into him as an actor again i've heard a lot of good things about his performance in this movie yeah. um i don't know what he has on the horizon as far as acting goes i know he's making a sequel to the passion of the christ which doesn't make a ton of sense to me but okay hmm. um yeah so he's he's on his way he's doing stuff again yeah um, you know, uh, the Passion of the Christ sequel I assume will deal with the resurrected Christ. Uh
1: probably maybe deal with like Romans and
0: Yeah. Um... Well it's I think it's called tentatively, it's called the Passion of the Christ Colon the Resurrection. Which mm-hmm. sounds like a crazy action movie where Jesus comes back and gets revenge, but <laughs>
1: I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> slightly blasphemous but it's kinda of <laughs> I,
0: I don't think that's what's gonna happen in the movie. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, I'm, there's so many good jokes, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm going to stop myself there.
0: Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, it it might be... It might be Mel Gibson's time to... Uh, I think come people back, are willing back. to give him another shot. Uh, we'll see where he goes. Yeah. Um, you know, I I hope he's got all those uh, problems with addiction behind him. You never yeah. truly leave them behind. You know, yeah. it's a struggle every day, but... I I like a world where Mel Gibson's a thing again.
1: Yeah. Well, because he's so good. Yeah. Because um, like, uh, like I was, I was attempting to say, but failed to. I love him in the Mel Gibson or in the Lethal Weapon movies.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and then even in like Mad Max, even though he's not not dialogue heavy no. movies by any standard, um, the dude just conveys like like nobody's business, and I love. Um, if anyone has not seen this, I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, Mel Gibson and Hamlet.
0: Oh, yeah. He, he is really good in that. He is
1: amazing in that. And I know he did that, like, I think, like, shortly after Lethal Weapon came out mm-hmm. to kind of just show he had some range because that's, like, the role that every actor wants to try because yeah. it's, like, probably the most difficult. And he just killed it. Yeah. Like, his performance of, as Hamlet is, in my opinion, way better than Kenneth Branagh's. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, you know, his performance, because I've seen both, but... um Ah, I just love me some Mel Gibson.
0: Yeah, that Hamlet performance, I think the reason he sells it is because Hamlet's kind of like Mel Gibson a lot.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah.
0: It's not too many steps between Mel Gibson and Hamlet. Angry, uh,
1: confused.
0: Minus the the wanting to bone down with his mom and... uh, Yeah,
1: that was a weird choice for them, but, you know.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, I don't think he's actually murdered anyone, but... (laughs) Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I think it makes sense that he would, he would slip into that role. Uh, even Braveheart, um, William yeah. Wallace, I think it makes sense, you know. Uh, William Wallace is a controversial figure in Scottish history. You know, there are mm-hmm. a lot of people in Scotland that are not necessarily on his side. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's the type of person Mel Gibson always plays. Yeah. Is, the you anti-hero. Know. yeah. Yeah, the yeah. anti-hero. My personal favorite Mel Gibson movie is Ransom. I think that movie is super dope. Mm. And he's really good in it. It's a little too long. <laughs> it was like two hours, 45 minutes for some reason. But <laughs> I really like that movie. Um, I actually like it more than Payback. Mm. Um, but yeah, I as far as Bloodfather goes, I'm really excited about this movie.
1: I'm super excited for it.
0: And I think... <clears throat> I think I do this a lot with Mel Gibson. I think I get really excited to watch a movie and then I'm ultimately like, Oh, okay. Oh, like, no. which is weird. Cause I do like him, but I feel like I expect way more out of him. Oh. Um, because like, you're not the only person I know who that's their favorite actor. And so I have like these crazy high expectations for him and everything I see him in. And then like, he's good, but I'm just like, I don't know if I saw it. Mm. You know, I don't know if I saw what you saw so in good. that. I mean, um, But Bloodfather, he looks really good in. like he he just looks like, he looks like Mel Gibson. Yeah.
1: In terms of, like, his life, like, just a grizzled beat down, just, I'm at the end of my journey, Mm -hmm. but but I still got one fight left in me. Yes. Like, I've, from the, what I've heard, it may have been from you, was this movie almost as kind of an apology letter Uh to people, and just the certain things that the father does kind of reflect what Mel Gibson's gone through, and, um i'm excited to watch it like i i'm 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 stooped and i don't know i oh god i can't talk i'm <laughs> really excited for it
0: Woo! yeah i am also really excited for it um i think that the name implies a lot the name of the, the title of the movie um he's obviously the blood father <laughs> of this girl um yeah. who's his daughter but i also think you know Gibson being as Catholic as he is blood is a major part of the Catholic belief system you know blood the blood of the father uh God Jesus um you know who is the son um I think there's a redemptive quality about the movie you know he's seeking to heal and mend this relationship with his daughter Mm -hmm. um and in Catholicism uh, Christianity as a whole but in Catholicism they hold you know the blood of Jesus as redemptive um And, uh, you know, father is another term for priest in uh, Catholicism. You know, there's... I think there's a lot of layers that play into Mel Gibson's personal life here. And I think that's why the movie seems like it's an apology or him trying to um, atone a little bit uh, publicly um, or ask forgiveness for his transgressions Mm. um, in, in the movie. So we'll see how it goes i really i think it looks really well put together yeah. um i don't know how long it is but it should be under two hours i feel like if it's not it's like a every, too long.
1: every Mel gibson just long enough <laughs> yeah
0: yeah uh oh you know a movie of his i don't really like that much as we were soldiers um what eh. Sad Go away. Morning. What? What don't you like about that movie? It's boring. It's not
1: boring, it's meaningful. I think that movie's really boring. Ah, <laughs> oh, you, you sadden me, sir.
0: Um, it's an hour and 28 minutes. Yes, please. <laughs> oh, man. Check. I am so excited about this movie now.
1: Oh, oh man.
0: man. Oh, I'm dying. That's what oh. I need. This movie better be 20 minutes of setup, an hour of Mel Gibson shooting fools in the face. <laughs> So what we wanted
1: from Jack Reacher too. Yeah, exactly. Jack Reacher, keep punching your feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what it ended up being.
0: Jack Reacher, keep punching your feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, gosh. I don't know where to go from there. That caught me off guard. Uh, Anyway, yeah, I think, I don't have a lot to say about blood father necessarily because i don't know a lot about it um outside of the basics and it is a very simple movie but i think the implications of it are big for this guy who's beloved he really is you know and i think a lot of people who i've seen on twitter who you know definitely have condemned his past behavior even with this movie we're like you know what man like it's been a lot of time he seems apologetic let's give him a shot you know and i think this could be the kickstart he's been trying to get at for a while you know um i think the beaver has a lot of similarities even Mm. though it's way less violent and more of a family like comedy drama about a guy who communicates through a beaver puppet on his hand it's still about a Mm. guy trying to atone to his family for past transgressions that led to him being so isolated from them yeah um Get the Gringo, I don't know too much about. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? No,
1: that one looks... I, I, I put Mel Gibson in two categories. He does really good kind of serious action movies where the tone is serious, and then he also does really good comedy action movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say get, get the Gringo is the comedy action. Yeah. Like, from the trailers I've seen, it just seems like kind of quick and fast and a lot of crazy Mel Gibson kind of lethal weapon style Yeah, but Bloodfather seems more just like the Braveheart the, mm-hmm. um, uh, the Patriot mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. kind of that style of Sirius where he's, he's not going for the crazy yeah, yeah, Mel yeah. Gibson he's going more for the down to earth um, but they both look really good yeah. So yeah, gotta, yeah. Gotta, gotta yeah, I them.
0: might give get the Gringo to watch this week too actually. Yeah, it's on Netflix, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. That's right. It is. Uh I do kind of want to see that. Um I kind of want to see The Expendables 3 now too because I've heard he's like legit really great in that he
1: movie. He is. I'm, I'm dead serious. Like there's the the scene I'm thinking of is
0: is he the villain in there? He's the villain.
1: Oh, I'm so excited. He, he's the total villain and he he's got a scene with Sylvester Stallone and when you see them acting off each other you're just like Mel, you're so good. Stone... W- no. Why are you even talking in this scene? Just be, respond- just be quiet. Um, Mel Gibson brings it. Like, and that's a small, weird role because that's just a straight-up guy shooting... You have the barest plot to give him yeah. the reason for the shooting. And Mel Gibson made me care about the character. Like, I was kind of rooting for Mel Gibson <laughs> to kill the Expendables. I kid you not. I wanted that to happen. I was like... I care about your character.
0: I don't give a crap about these guys now. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah, um, that was good. <clears throat> I think those movies actually have really good villains all the way across. Um, yeah, Jean-Claude Van Damme. I loved one. him in that second one. Who was the big villain in the... I it don't was know why my voice went up. But... Eric Roberts.
1: That's right. And then... Uh, to- Col-
0: Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Tone Loke. Tone Loke Steve Boston. Tone Loke. Uh, with Funky Cold Medina. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to add about Bloodfather?
1: <sighs> no, I'm I'm super excited to watch it. I've been I've I literally bought it like 2 months ago and it's still on the plastic wrap. Oh, that's hilarious. Waiting to watch it. So probably uh if I don't have I don't have any subbing tomorrow, yeah. that will be I'll be first thing pop that on and, and watch it. So I'm excited for it. I'm really hoping Mel Gibson comes back and uh does a bunch more movies and uh keeps making them cuz he's my favorite. So
0: yeah, I'm excited. I hope this is a step in the right direction for him. Uh, not just because I like him uh, as an actor, but because I want him to be okay as a person. Like, as yes. a fellow human, I want him to be okay, and he uh, sometimes yeah. is not. Yes. I <laughs> um,
1: wish him well. Yes.
0: Uh, yeah, just as, like, a person who cares about other people. And yeah i i am crazy excited about this movie especially now that i know it's an hour and a half if it's the type of movie that i think it is if it's like john wick but with like atoning for my past transgressions themes in it i am so on board
1: john wick is an old man yeah
0: yeah like if it's like craggy john wick i'm so into it uh yeah so we'll we'll see how it goes um we'll be back next week to talk about our full thoughts on Bloodfather. Mm-hmm. um until next time you can find me on twitter at mjsmith smith 891 uh you can find the show on facebook look up the before and after show um you can find everything we do at that real that's that r-e-e-l perspective.blogspot.com you can find this podcast on soundcloud itunes stitcher uh, Beyond Pod, if you're an Android user you can find us uh, every week on YouTube with Mike Moran and myself this month is the end of year before and after show awards so each week Mike and I will be talking about a different category and uh, culminating probably in our favorite movie of the year and uh, yeah you should keep up with that uh, we will have the topic we haven't filmed the video yet so we don't know what the topic is mm-hmm. for this week yet Uh, But you should watch it anyway, um, because it'll be a really good discussion. You can find my writing every uh, week, at least, at wordofthenerd.com. I have a top ten list going up very soon about classic movies, and you should go uh, check that out and everything else we do over there, because there's some good writers over there doing good stuff. Um, We're changing up our news format pretty soon, so I'm I'm pretty stoked about it. So yeah, wordofthenerd.com for all my writing. And until next week, go watch Moana.
1: Melikilikimaka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian <coughs> Christmas Day. <laughs> Cherry chase. do.
0: Mekana-science!